How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Yabba dabba do. I'm that Jew. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> that was it. That was the opening to Flintstones, actually. <laughs> Very controversial for its time. Yeah, I really like their Passover episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. Did you see the um, uh, what was it? Uh, Adult Swim, like corrupted Flintstones shorts and things like that. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was from. It's not ringing a bell. But I know Adult Swim has done some older stuff with which, what I guess is now called the Boomerang content, which is just old Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. Okay, I found it. I found it. Thank you for buying me time. It was Come and Learn with Pibby, which was a short that aired on their YouTube channel October of last year, actually. So it was their Halloween thing. Very applicable. Um. And it basically has like a bunch of characters from other uh, universes or whatever. But it's this uh, very ideal, idyllic kids show, cartoony and very clearly meant for kids. And then like the universe starts to like come apart and like all of these characters are like zombieized and all this stuff. It's I want to say zombified, but also that does yes. sound familiar. I might have I will, seen this at some point. It's, it's you, ringing a bell in the back of my brain. I just very loud when I when I clicked it. I'll send you the link, but I mean, obviously, um, it's not great podcast content. If we have a a two two uh, minute thirty eight second uh, silence and then come back to it, yeah, that just from the thumbnail it does look familiar. Uh huh. Um, Do you remember yeah. too many cooks? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Same vein. Yeah, I, I watched that once, and it was unsettling enough that I haven't watched it since. But I feel like I need to go back and re-experience that, and then also the entirety of "Please hug me, I'm scared," mm-hmm. or "Don't hug me, I'm scared." Right? Don't hug me, I'm scared. Yep, yep, yep. Because I think green it, is not a creative color. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had like the YouTube episodes as like some standalones, but then it also had like a show or hmm. something. Not familiar with the show, but. I don't know. Yeah, that whole universe is just like, it's all very tangentially uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I feel like I need to embrace a little bit more of that. It's like, it's like super happy tree friends discomfort. It's like things are just wrong, basically. Dude, um, hap- that was like, I think my first instance of experiencing like hyper violence. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't crazy about it. Oh yeah, I like it more so now in like more so like context of like doom. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. fucking murdering some demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Mortal Kombat, where it's kind of, I guess, in the vein, but still kind of comedic to a degree. Yeah. Versus Happy Tree Friends at the time was like never kid friendly at any point. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it very much kind of skewed what was projected as cute and happy into, oh. Okay, and that's blood and guts, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. That definitely started with itchy and scratchy for me from Simpsons, yeah, <laughs> um, which is basically just the precursor, really. Um, and I know, in particular, like their Halloween episodes, they went like a little bit more. They kind of like pushed up against the ratings board to a certain mm-hmm. extent there. Um, and I'm not like a huge fan of that either, because um, I think. 
it's possible to have like gore plus trauma, which is not really what I'm into. Like if something's going to be ultra violence, I prefer it to be like Doom. It's an arcade game, right? Basically, it's it's meant to be an arcade game. It's one of the reasons there was um um what was the uh particular thing? Oh, Doom three. Um, in Doom three, there's a transformation of um like one of the civilians basically into like a uh, floating suicide skull thing. And this one, actually, like, I remember it um, from being, like, literally 13, 14 or whatever when I first saw a friend playing that game. Because, like, the lady is, like, help me first. And then, like, transforms into this demon and you have to shoot it and stuff. I'm like, I'm sad. (laughs) Like, I didn't enjoy that. That's not Doom 2016 rip and tear. It's a complete emotional... It's more like Shit. REP, here are my tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I like that. Um, that's really good. Oh, I'm, I'm spinning up the joke engine while you're going, Jake. Um, uh-huh. The other one I thought of is um, it's really promising that the woman, you know, has enough social capacity to ask a stranger for help, too. Mm. Whereas oh, yeah. I'd, be too, I'd be too shy in the moment. Yeah. I think if you were, if you literally beheld like hell break out and then a marine showed up uh maybe you're like yeah i'll take my chances <laughs> right you're like i'd be like listen i still don't support the military <laughs> right yeah uh i actually have one other example there um and a very similar one but duke nukem forever um had on top of all of its other issues there was there were sections where there were uh women that were being um basically like transformed into like alien beings and they were like, help us, Duke, and all this stuff. They would literally like call out for help. And you have to like punch, kill them to progress. They're just obstacles. It's like, it's the most like out of character slash like out of being appropriate interaction mm-hmm. in that entire game. And like, that's a game that has Duke Nukem in it, <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. So. Uh, I'll, I'll play the newer Doom. Thanks. That's the takeaway. I like how I said Jew, and you're like, we got to talk about violent things. It's <laughs> like, well, whoa, buddy. <laughs> to be fair, you said you started with you, you uh, like ultra violence, but within a particular, particular sphere. So I was like. Yeah, I feel like it's it's generally for me, it's a nice aesthetic mm-hmm. that fits into certain things. Like if Smash had it, I'd be a fan of it because I would have grown up with it. Right. Trying to think of other games like that, but there's probably not as many as I would actually think. I guess for me, it's the same in like other media. I don't really like ultra violence in movies either. Like it has to be pretty specific. I don't like gore. No. So I'm at the age where I don't even look when they draw blood anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's good to know. Good to know what you're into and what you're not into. As as important as it is to know what your kinks are, you've also got to know what your kinks aren't. Right. That's the life lesson today. So. And you won't know unless you try. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's impossible to segue off that to anything, I think. Do you want to give it a shot, though? So this month's episode 
<laughs> the one the one episode we've done this month uh-huh. uh, the rest were all done way earlier it just you know got backlogged um there's five this month by the way five episodes this month can you believe that crap you're fucking welcome yeah, uh, we moved this back t- for gaming in October to be closer to the end of the month, hoping that more things would kind of come out, whether that be games or news topics that we could relate to the month of October. Or friends, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, uh, I don't think there's like a crazy, a crazy strong roster of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's immediately on my radar game-wise for upcoming. Sure. But there's still some notable things to talk about for sure. Um, there actually is one thing I am decently hyped about because it's it's related to a game that I play. Okay, that's good. Are you, are you following Dota Two at all? I know that there's an international going on. There is, and that's that's the big old tournament uh, at the end of the quote unquote gaming season where they play for a giant prize pool and everything. It's it's the event for Dota Two, and historically has always raked in a lot of money. And I'm sure it still does, but it's not it's not as big as it was. Mm-hmm. I think when we talked about it before, we we're like, oh, my God, every year at TI grows by like another like 10, 10 million or something. Right. I think this is the first year where it hasn't. Uh, but they also kind of skipped a year of TI uh, due to COVID and other issues. So getting back to it, I think they're having some issues overall with production and how mm-hmm. it's going like the players aren't even in like a sound booth. Right. Like they're just right in front of like the audience. You're like, cool. <laughs> Hope nobody says a slur to distract me. <laughs> right. Or says a yeah. slur in general. Fuck those people. But mm-hmm. definitely that is, that's a liability. <laughs> yes. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like good planning, but I think that is wrapping up this weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause I think they had a couple day hiatus before they go to the, the finals and the, and the semifinals. Hmm. So I'll be curious to see what happens there. Always fun to watch some high-level play. But this isn't even the thing I wanted to talk about. It's that Valve for maybe it's a forgiveness thing for how bad it's gone Hmm. or just in general a peace offering to the fans and the players. They're giving away a free Arcana to anybody who has played like 10 games in Dota 2. You don't even need the compendium. Or I guess it's called a battle pass now, but so you get the battle pass for free. Okay. Gotcha. Or if you already have it, you get ten levels of the battle pass. I see. Uh, you also get a month of Dota Plus, which gets you access to some other stuff and some stats and info. Uh, usually, like a nominal monthly fee, and the free arcane on top of that, which mm-hmm. the arcanas are like thirty-five bucks alone. Yeah. Yeah, they're usually pretty pricey. I looked at it. I actually did look at this beforehand. It's the Faceless Void. Uh, tentacle beast um that basically it, it's it's not if they would have made the face a little bit different it could have been an illithid um but it's not it's just very close to that right it's really close to a mind flayer it's cool aesthetic though oh yeah, sure. yeah it looks really good did you I'm actually glad. pick up did you log in to the game no, silently and pick up okay I haven't I haven't picked it up. I actually didn't know it was free to everybody. I did see on the compendium page that there wasn't like a level associated with it, but I thought you still would need to buy the battle pass. I didn't realize there was so, a free track. My understanding, and I've only logged in briefly once to check this. I think if you just progress your battle pass enough, you will unlock Faceless Void as 
the arcana for this upcoming thing. Hmm. I think the free arcana applies to everything quote unquote historical. So like the existing ones. So from your your shitty here's our prototype Lena, which looks exactly the same uh-huh. up to your uh Phantom Assassin was a decently recent ish one. That was cool. Yeah. Um they also had I didn't notice Io on there. I wasn't the looking too hard. cube. Yeah, because that also might have been tied with uh, Battle Pass progression. Gotcha. But like, I already have the Rubik one, mm-hmm. which is fun. Uh, and I got the Pudge one for myself. Right. Because I love love playing some Pudge. I'm glad you brought this one up, though. Um, one, uh, I should watch the, the finals. I, I, I do kind of want to see. I feel like it's going to be a shock to see what the game's like in current year with how far I've been out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had like this full comparison thing set up for like the Blizzard monetization scheme with Overwatch 2 and like how Valve paved the way for it in a way. And like, it's going to be great. You know, just look forward to that rather than actually talking about it as the, as the next topic. Um, I'll just allude to it, you know, get, get people ready. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't have anything else for Dota 2. So anyways, if we get to the core of this monetization scheme, <laughs> uh, now I have a, I have a big list of games that came out this month, um, and a lot of them are actually early access to launch or kind of like an unofficial launch. Like technically Overwatch 2 came out in October. It was playable for many windows before that. It doesn't have the PVE part. Whatever. Officially it launched this month for whatever points that gets them. I mean, I would I would count that. Have you yeah. been playing any Overwatch 2? Not at all. I haven't launched the game. Oh. <laughs> I patched it twice. <laughs> I patched it twice. I was like, maybe. But then I kept playing Destiny. Um, I I think I played like three rounds uh, with Discord peeps. And I've been not caring about Overwatch in general for a while. But it feels very much like the same type of thing. Um, so it's, again, it's not for me. And then mm-hmm. also like the issues they had with launch and then how they are locking heroes behind some progression and whatnot yeah that's that's the stuff that i kind of wanted to talk about because we've talked about monetization schemes like a couple times we also say that anytime we add scheme to the end of a thing it uh it baseline sounds nefarious yes 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 um very true um but it's very it's a popular conception right now and i i think largely People agree with it. Like there's articles out there that are just like, why are, why was the holiday, uh, Halloween bundle of skins, like $27 or whatever it was like, that's all completely, completely fair. Um, and I don't think it's really defensible. Um, but the thing that really gets me is it got me, it got me thinking about this when there was a particular thing that was unfolded. So, okay. A little bit of grounding work overwatch has a battle pass it has a free track as a paid track as most of them do you can buy levels as many battle passes allow you to and um at the tail end of it it goes up to level 80 they have a bunch of titles you can get basically um that extend if you got a bunch of levels beyond that i think it caps out at level 200 and with the rate of progression if you're getting that rank it's because you bought it pretty much right like my wife plays the game a lot she's most of the way through the battle pass 
but that's still not even halfway to 200, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's and a I, lot. I see, I see them on most days too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I was thinking of is as soon as I saw like the titles, I was like, who, uh, what were the, what was the other place I saw this? And it's Dota. It was the Dota compendiums um, that had like an experience track. You know, you get challenges, you buy the compendium, you get your challenges, you're getting experience, you're leveling it up, you're getting some rewards, sometimes consumable, sometimes cosmetic, a lot of loot boxes. Um, but they would always have these like crazy out there really high level rewards culminating with level 1000 mm-hmm. which was you would get an offer um, basically and they would they would ship you out a um a menu mini statuette of the ages um it's like hey any whales out in chat yes but yeah like that's very much the thing because the people i play dota with uh they play dota all the, i'm watching them play now i actually got invited to play but i was like i'm Maybe next one. We'll see how long this podcast takes. Um, <laughs> but like they play so frequently and it is still impossible for them to get that far. Yeah. Uh, even Slug, shout out to Slug, who will never listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, he bought like 20 packs of levels type thing to like be at like 500 something. And that's, that's how he wants to spend his money. He enjoys the game a lot. It's one of the few games he really plays and enjoys. Mm-hmm. Awesome, right? Even so, he's not going to get near that fucking 1,000 point um, unless he, again, paid all that money. And then it's like, yeah, right. sure, we'll give you a token, literally a physical token of our appreciation for that thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's similar to arcades or anything else where the money that you're investing is never going to match the payout. Right. It all becomes what you are valuing intrinsically for cosmetics or this is a representation of a fond memory or a time in my life type thing, mm-hmm. which is fine. I do that with food. It just, it then disappears. <laughs> um, Thankfully I have some uh, candy ginger that's been around for an eternity. <laughs> that's probably, it might be poison at this point. I don't, I can't stand raw ginger though. So I don't know. I mean, I'm going to probably try and give you some, I still have three pounds. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, not that though. Um, so, talking about the Dota Battle Pass, I did a little bit of research to try to catch up to where it's at because it's evolved a little bit. I actually missed that it was free, uh, but they still have the deal where you can pay for levels, um, and it's for twenty four levels. It is uh, nine ninety nine US dollars, um, which I think has been pretty consistent for around its 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 lifespan. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, if you were to just outright buy you know, level um, 1,000. That's a lot of money. That that, that, that that is a whole lot of money. Um, that's 41 purchases, uh, which would be $416. Is that right? Hmm. I actually thought it would be a little bit more. Is that right? Oh, that's that's right with my price range. Fuck it, if you guys Never mind. Yeah, no, go, go Valve. This is great. Um... Why did I think it was going to be a lot more than that? But that that kind of that kind of works out. Usually, Anyways. stuff like that they'll give you a better deal up front because uh-huh. that kind of like foot in the door. Like, hey, you want to get in, play with your friends, catch up quick? Hey, buy this level pack. Yeah, and you get it at a cheaper rate than you would for a, at a point later on. 
yeah, this would be this would be the the best deal, uh, or the best deal in quotes. This is by best deal, I mean the most levels for the U.S. currency. Um, but still, four four hundred sixteen dollars is a lot of money. But I think we talked about it in the Dota episode. Um, there's some level of acceptance about that within the community because Valve tends to pack these battle passes a lot, um, and uh, even more importantly than that, 25% of the proceeds go to the international prize pool. So like when I was buying for like the Enigma uh, bracers, which are, is going to be my go-to example forever, um, I, I know it was over $100. And I had to get the, you know, the battle pass up to a certain tier and I could get the item. Um, I didn't feel bad about it in the moment because I was like, I mean, some of the money's going to the players, right? If anything, I'm just supporting the players. That's why I get scratch off lottery tickets because it benefits older Pennsylvanians. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but the reality is like Valve takes 75%, right? It could be 50-50. It could have been 75-25. Like, do they need the money? No, no, they don't. They're not, they're not going under. Valve has has tons of money. But corporations don't usually ask, do we need the money? They ask, how much money can we get? And that kind of brought me back to what Blizzard's been doing with like Overwatch 2. And its monetization scheme is like super screwed up right now. Where, you know, they have the battle pass and then they have all these other purchases that they want to ask people for. And that's the part that I think, that's where I kind of fall off the bandwagon. Because I get like, Free-to-play games need to make money because you have to pay people's salaries. And you probably also want to appease a board, right? But, like, how many how many angles do you want to be attacked from when it comes for people asking you for money, right? Like, None. I don't like... I like the option to be able to buy stuff. It's like, hey, we have a store thing. Cool. I'm definitely going to check it out because I'm a consumer, wholeheartedly my consumer i will go check Mm -hmm. that out and maybe even buy something but i don't like when it's kind of flaunted out like hey check out this thing we got this it's 30 percent off Uh we need these mystery v bucks and i'm like it feels like a hassle now for me to get involved in your at that point i do call it a monetization scheme yeah like a classic trick is always the (laughs) flashback to earlier (laughs) it's the the one thing I hate that a lot of games will do, I think Dota 2 does as well. It's like, hey, you need this much in-game currency. Uh-huh. Okay, you need to buy at least at like these chunks. Yes. 500, mm-hmm. 1,000, 1,500. And the things cost like, oh, this costs 1,700 things. You're like, well, I guess I got to get two of this thing. Uh-huh. But it always has you like putting more money up. So you always have some money left over. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I can't use the money for anything else. I guess I'll just add some stuff to it and buy something else, right? Yeah. And that kind of always keeps your wallet open to a degree. Instead of you just saying, fuck it, I don't care if there's $2 left on this gift card, I'm going to throw that shit out. Yeah. Um, even the battle pass. Stuff like that bugs me a lot. Even the increments. Like what I described for Dota, the most money efficient one is 24 levels, not 25, mm-hmm. right? So even if it starts at level one, like, and you buy four instances of 24 levels, you're not level 100, which is probably, you, usually that's where you put like a break point for a big item or something, right? Um, so then you're forced to play Dota. Then or, you actually have, or, or 
Or hear me out. You can just buy another one. Exactly. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. I don't know. I'm, I'm for the most part, like fine with battle passes. Destiny has one. I played that one out. But I don't want to feel like I have to put more money into the game beyond the battle pass or that the game is just like, hey, you're a substandard player if you're not, you know, but uh, spending more money on stuff. And it's yeah. just empirically true that the value proposition for Overwatch 2 is like fallen off of a cliff um, compared to like low expense or free to play or um, just pay to own players. So like the only way you can get a skin in the event is if you watch Twitch streamers, not if you play the PvE event. Because they, they know... Hate, I hate that shit so much. Yeah. I've never been like a huge Twitch person, but when we played Lost Ark for granted, like what, a week? Where they're like, hey, you can get free loot if you, you know, watch this thing for four hours. Uh-huh. So you opened it up, you muted it, uh, you kind of jiggled the mouse just to make sure it was calculating the time for like this integration. And mm-hmm. then, okay, you got... You got a chicken mount. Cool. Yeah. And now again, like I'm never going to play that game again. But that was like a, a thing I had to commit to to like bump their viewership. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. They they want to use you for advertising. That's what they want to do on, yeah. on big streaming platforms. So like I, I get it from a financial like try and get money and value from a person. I get all the I get all the tips and tricks 100 mm-hmm. percent. But I do not like them. I do not like them, Sam. I am. <laughs> I guess like I think we're just going to see more revision in this model. So it's going to be helpful for people who are playing these games to have some heuristics or goals um, in mind ahead of time about what they're willing to spend and what they think would actually be worth spending money on. Right. So when Overwatch is like, here's a skin and it's 20 bucks. I think the, I think the drunker queen skin is 20 bucks. Um, that's, and that's an indie game, right? You could just buy a full game. That's insane. Like, like for all the games that I've like spent a lot of time into where I care about cosmetics to a degree, Dota two being the immediate example we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten some things here and there. Like there's always been like, for any given character, I'm like, oh, this set would be really cool. Uh-huh. But it's like 1% of the time that I actually consider buying it because at the end of the day, I'm not like trying to like style on people. I don't play the game that often and I'm right. not getting that value out of it. Um, so like, I was happy when I got the Pudge Persona and then I, I've been abusing the fuck out of that. Now I have the Pudge Arcana. I can play around with that. But like, mm-hmm. I'm set for so long. Mm-hmm. But if it was like something I was actively doing i couldn't see paying more than like five bucks for a skin yeah let alone maybe multiple skins um the guy used to buy loot boxes for overwatch for dodo and they're obviously they're called chess but they're the same thing with a little bit more transparency um and i don't do they still exist does dodo still have treasure chests and treasures yeah yeah okay well, I want to distinct uh, treasures are, hey, here's a pack of however many skins. And then there's like, here are your common ones. Here's your rare. Here's your very rare. Right. If you buy, if there's, let's say, 10 common skins, you can buy 10 and you're pretty much guaranteed to get all of those common skins. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the uh, rare or the very rare. 
But like once you've gotten all of those 10 common skins, you can then keep buying it and get, then you can get duplicates. Right. And you can use the cash in those duplicates for like an extra treasure or whatnot. Um, the chests that they have for things like Dire Tide, I th- try to remember how that works. I know you need to like, you can get the chest for free just by playing mm-hmm. and then you have to pay for the keys. Yeah. Valve I think it works that. in a similar way, probably. Yeah. Um, I remember that because they started with TF2 for that. Um, can I do a brief, a brief dunk on TF2 again? Sure. Since Eric's not immediately here looking at me while I say it. Um, <laughs> we, we've played that game like over various lands and I've never cared about it enough or like managed the inventory. But like I have an inventory of things that I've gotten just accrued over time, right? Uh-huh. Different weapon skins and whatnot or different weapons. That still bugs me on its own, right? But there would be times like we'd be playing a game and then I would get this item. I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want the item. And then I'd have to spend like five minutes managing my inventory to like get it to go out of the screen so I can continue playing the game because uh-huh. it's like, hey, your inventory's full. We how are we going to resolve this situation? I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think for the majority of people who play TF2, probably because they enjoy the game, they would do the inventory management. I don't know if they've optimized for the case of you were forced at gunpoint to play this game at a land party. <laughs> so now they're um, forced me to take these items too. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, to wrap out my point, I was just going to say, like, make that comparison. Like, take a step away before you make purchases. Figure out if it's worth it or not, right? Like, people spend $15 a month on an MMO. It gets them a lot of content, right? Like, if you are paying $15 a month on Dota Cosmetics, you probably are still not, you know, and you're definitely not in whale territory. If you periodically make a large purchase on Dota, still probably not in whale territory. But um, with some of the prices these games are coming out with, like, particularly for Overwatch, you could find yourself spending a lot of money if you're not careful. So don't do it, basically, unless you absolutely are sure that you want to and uh, recognize that if you do, it kind of is making it setting a bad precedent for everyone else because it shows that they can get away with it. So I'm not asking for a boycott, but be reasonable to yourself. If you're a reasonable person. If not, then be reasonable to me. (laughs) I I would say try and think of it as, will you appreciate your purchase in a month? Mm hmm. That's good. Like, I understand it's like fun to like have a skin for a day, but if you're not actually like playing the game with friends and getting to like use it, show it off, um, and then you just kind of fall off and just oh, I use it for a week. Probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have oodles of cash, and that just doesn't phase you at all. But always try and be semi conscientious with your purchases. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Such not as subscribing advice. to our Patreon. <laughs> right. here, here comes the jingle for our plug. We don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> we switched over to OnlyFans a while ago, so that's fine. Um, it works pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can upload pictures, you know? It's true. Yeah. Uh, outside of those pictures, um, what else is going on here? Mm. Oh, I had a couple fun ones. Uh, I'm going to get to releases later in, in my notes. but um, The releases are on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
This is my favorite one. Oh my gosh, I just got what you said. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, my favorite one is that apparently there's a person um, who is a Guilty Gear uh, contender, basically. They're, they're playing in tournaments. They're winning tournaments. Their tag was USA Joe Biden. And um, <laughs> particularly, they went under, they registered under at POTUS, which for those who are not familiar, is the actual Twitter tag of the president's Twitter account, um, which led to some really hilarious outcomes where uh, tournament organizers are congratulating winners of the tournament or like top finalists and all these tournaments, and they just tag the White House. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is kind of amplified because apparently the community has no idea who this person is. Like they don't have a real name attached to this. Um, oh, are they saying they don't know who Joe Biden is? Oh, yeah. Like, it's well, an all-non-U.S. league. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, they, they don't know who the uh, the actual player is. So it's kind of becoming a joke in the fandom that maybe it's actually Joe Biden. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, likes to relax at the end of the day, take some time out of the State of the Union, and, you know, hit, run up, run, run down a tournament for Guilty Gear. I love, I love the idea that that's his alter ego. Like during the day, he's like dementia, old grandpa Biden. Like, I yes, I am the figurehead of the United States doing uh-huh. my my job. I mean, my job. Uh. <laughs> and then he gets home. He just lights cigarettes. Like, all right, let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Rolls the, people in a fighting game. <laughs> the stut the stutter goes away instantly. Sits down, puts his uh his his gamer gear on, or he works like the stutter into like a. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say slurs, but like mm-hmm. talking shit on people online. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ready to go, b- 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 bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I really, I really enjoyed that, uh, that news bit. Um, you want to take the next one? You want me to take it? <laughs> I don't know what you have next. Like, I see the list. I'm not sure where you're going. Um, sure. Uh, I've got a little randomizer. So I trash talk The Witcher one a lot. Um, it's not a good game, really. Anymore. It's not mechanically. And then I know you've you've talked about the uh, the notches on your belt, uh huh, as well. Specifically, so this is my question. So going right to it, they announced they're going to make a remake. Um, which is kind of a weird take for CDPR. I I get that they'll make a lot of money off of it. That's probably the justification. All right, it's not a weird take anymore. I mean, they'll probably start with one and then move back up through three. Yeah. But one is going to need, like, when they say remake, they need to mean remake. We've talked about the distinction between a remaster and a remake. Remaster is not going to make one a playable game in current year. Like, they're going to have to, they're going to have to really screw with it. To an extent that, like, I have, I, I just don't see the reality that it's a better game than three, or that it's even like in the same ballpark as three. No, definitely fucking not. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, that game had fundamental issues in pacing and in combat, and so like they they need to like change it pretty substantially, I think, to make it even a good passable game. But I mean, they years. won't. Like, I think they will redo it from the ground up 100%, but Uh I don't think they're going to give it the, like, platinum game treatment. Mm. Like, I don't think they're going to 
rework how the gameplay and combat is. Hmm. Like it'll still be kind of the the old jank to a degree. Um, because I think that if you have people go back, they're like, "This isn't my Witcher one," or they, they yeah. change too much. It doesn't matter. There'll still be a controversy no matter what they do. That's um, true. And people will still buy into it because it is a a popular big game that has a Netflix show. Yes. It's very big now in particular. But I'm hoping that it evolves into like if they do remaster three and mm-hmm. I can fucking, you know, play through the full game without getting stuck on a goddamn Triss quest. Mm-hmm. Um, the game still holds up. Three still holds you- up. I think everybody oh, yeah. agrees with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, three, 3 is considered one of the best PC games of all time on a lot of lists. So, like, it has to be a, a list greater than 10. I'll, I'll say that. I'm not trying to make that <laughs> but So it's um, not a top 10 contender, you're saying? It's it's a top 1,000 best PC games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exclusive. Um, no, uh, Ski like Freak was, is probably up there. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but, yes, the thing Dave was alluding to was in the original game, uh, Geralt, uh, through your own actions, or, or, or I was going to say inaction. No, it's always your own actions or mistakes um, can have um, various trysts with the women of the realm and uh, or dryad, if I remember correctly. And um, if he did this, if he if he did this, maybe he's like, hey, don't pay me in money, pay me in sex. Then like <laughs> you would get a you'd get a collectible card. Then, uh, you'd, then you'd hope she's not so so dry of an ad, you know. <laughs> oof, oof. <laughs> uh, but uh, largely, I have no idea how they could like. It was it was misogynistic when they did it, and I don't know how they could possibly play that off right now and not have it be like absolutely terrible. But that's going to be this game. So, who's to say? I mean, to a degree, I feel like there's always a bit of wiggle room to say that's who the character is, you know, from like that's a marketing fair. standpoint, you're like, well, listen, he's gay. He's a, a bit of a womanizer type thing. Uh-huh. Um, What's funny though, is they actually like, they mess with the power dynamic more in the later games without going into spoiler territory. Cause I'm too lazy to do that. Particularly in the Witcher three, it's like the people who are interfering in Geralt's life, and Geralt is interfering inside of are like sorceresses who are these very powerful characters. Like they are screwing with him as much as he's screwing them to, to remake the innuendo in a better form. Like it's, he loses out on these exchanges many times in the series when he de- deals with the higher powers. Um, and but you also get to fuck the higher powers. So <laughs> right, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Third iteration of the innuendo. Um, but uh yeah like uh, they put a twist onto it so it doesn't seem like this like damsel in distress type scenario which one played a lot more into true um so and again to the credit of the game one of the reasons i enjoyed it so much is the character development um i mean Geralt doesn't have so much he's like a very stoic's never the correct word but he's kind of like a blanks like you get who the character is from like yeah. a few interactions um, but all of the women in there are like, well, they're sorceresses, so like they're never like looked upon super favorably by all. Uh-huh. Um, so they're always like fighting and deal with their own shit. 
but they're always very mysterious and interesting and not helpless. Yes. is a key thing. Very explicitly. They get something out of it every time. Like, um, and so it just makes it a much more interesting exchange. Cause if you're, if you're doing quests for people in the Witcher, regardless of who, who they are, you should be asking yourself, how are they playing me? And, uh, usually there's something going on, which is one of the things that makes a good game. People have their own, um, motivations. The world doesn't revolve around you. Yes. Witcher three decision-making in game is like a series of trolley problems, but you have no, you can't see any of the tracks. (laughs) You see none of the tracks. (laughs) You're like, I'm helping. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I really like that. Actually. They all the only the only piece of information you have is that it is a trolley problem. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Um, oh man! You just hear a little kid screaming. Your actions have consequences. You're like, what uh, was that? Clementine will remember that. You're like, uh, <laughs> Clem, no, yeah. Um, so that's Witcher one. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Vampire Survivors finally has V one. Yeah. I have all the goddamn achievements. Fucking try me. When that <laughs> shit gets updated, I play it. Um, <laughs> and so I think it's finally done done. A lot mm-hmm. of the end game stuff that they have added has been more so like game options. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, hey, this game's too easy. And they're like, okay, do you want to play this shit upside down and we'll make the difficulty harder? You're like, uh, okay. <laughs> but like, there's some other unlockable characters and whatnot. Um, but like lit end game is very much, Hey, you've kind of played all the content, which things you want to go back and do and try and do specific runs for. Mm-hmm. So they have a bunch of arcanas you can play with, which are also free in this game, but you have to unlock them. Yeah. They're um, not $35. Different... <laughs> it's, it's way better deal on this one. Hey, vampire survivors you want to make some fucking money <laughs> <laughs> per card. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, the game has again brought so much enjoyment for me only paying three dollars mm-hmm. and i've played lots of other games like it in that space i don't say copycats but like they're like hey this is a good model of a game mm-hmm. the original one was still i made a game with zombies in it hold me to that um on the xbox game store or i guess xbox live mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's done super well played some other ones like it i still think vampire survivors is the best one out there that yeah. I've played so far out of like four or five, but I'm, I'm glad they're doing well. I'm glad they're done. Um, Cause I, again, I got to stop achievement hunting on that. <laughs> I'm curious to see what other stuff they do in the future. Yeah. Cause this again, was like a very simplistic type game that evolved and I had a lot of fun with. So if they make more, Hey, turn your brain off and just have a good time type game. I would, I would honestly enjoy that. Yeah. I think this is um, this is up there in the early access titles for me. Like, it's a really good example of how to do early access for an indie game. It's like, um, I mean, obviously, the other example is Hades, but Hades had like a massive level of revision and art and music and voice acting and all of this stuff that necessitated it taking a much longer development cycle. But I think they have things in common and that like they focused on concrete content updates and vampire survivors. You could almost like, just watch the wave of like this update is going to expand the vertical progression. This update is going to add more horizontal progression. Like this isn't like an improvement of the systems. Um, But they did it all with like a lot of focus, right? Like 
to contrast this to a game that's been in early access for forever, Seven Days to Die. They literally keep remaking the skill system because they, they don't know what that final picture is supposed to be for them. Mm-hmm. And like Vampire Survivors was just like, hey, every month we're just going to have a major update. Like, I don't think they killed their developers to push it out, but maybe they did. In either case, as the end user, like, holy crap. It came out real fast, I think over the course of like a year. Maybe even sooner, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe sooner. It felt um, like for a while there were weekly updates. Yeah, because like we, I'd message other people who played the game and we just showed like the screenshot of like, hey, you don't have all the achievements anymore. Uh-huh. It's like 137 yep. out of 142. You're like, okay. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's such a good example of scope constraint, right? Like there's not that much in the game that should take a crazy amount in art. The music's good, but it's not like orchestral, right? Orchestral is how most people say that word. Um, and so like, yeah, they, they knew what they wanted to make and they made it. So hats off to them. Glad to see their version one launch. We've talked about it many times. Um, and yeah, they earned it. They earned their $3. It's one of those games where it's like, should I buy another Steam account just so I can give them another $3? I, I don't know. Maybe they have like a, a tip section in Steam. And they just like Do you want to just donate money to something and not <laughs> get anything immediately from it? Here you go. They're just they just have like what's gonna happen is it's gonna be like a week after the, the game has gone live or something. You you get like another update from the developer. Those news posts you sometimes see mm-hmm. from people who run events and things. And they're it's just like, uh sorry guys. And they're like, we honestly thought that the game cost thirty dollars. <laughs> we we missed a zero. <laughs> like please just the finance person is looking at their budget. They're like something's something's wrong here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, I don't have as much to say about this one, but talking about some other games that came out, we've got uh, Persona 5 Royal, which I know is big for a lot of people because that was a PlayStation game. Persona was a freaking PlayStation game. And now it's coming out on PC and uh, Game Pass. Now I finally have the chance to play this game mm-hmm. that I've never been afforded before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Landon's been trying to get me to play Royal. I was like, I spent 110 hours in the base game. Give me a minute, right? Like, um, I don't want to play the game that's going to like tack on another 50 hours to that to complete it. Well, I do. I just need a time dilation chamber to actually do it. We have to uninstall Destiny 2 from Jake's computer for a week. Pretty so much. he's forced to play other games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'll probably just do raids, but yeah. Um, so that's a big one. Good game. Um, uh, what was another thing? Another thing came out with Scorn. That was the HR Geiger body horror, terrible monstrosity shooter. If you guys remember that one. Yeah. The trailers <laughs> look so cool. The trailers uh-huh. look so cool. But I got to say from all the gameplay, it's like aesthetically very pleasing very mm-hmm. cool environment and design and that's kind of where it stops because everything it doesn't seem shooter based mm-hmm. it seems like you can have a weapon at a point but overall it seems like more of a explore and puzzle type thing ah okay 
So for what it's worth, this is coming out as like a a $30 game. Oh, is it? Yes. So typically that usually implies more of like an experience in like a AAA type title where it's like, hey, you have this much content or multiplayer stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Like a big story. So this, I think, is a very atmospheric puzzle. Right. Okay. So for me, if it goes on sale, I'll probably check it out. Um, It seems like more of a fun thing like this is the, the purpose of a game like, hey, let's buy it for Ian, make him stream it on Discord, right? Right. Yeah, that would be good. Perfect candidate. That would be a perfect candidate for it. Uh, what do you think that the uh, Metacritic score is? I'm playing the old uh, make make Dave guess the Metacritic score for PC. <sighs> Metacritic, right. So we know it's over 50 and <laughs> under 100. Um, yep, so far correct. I'm going to venture it's higher than 70 okay. and lower than 90. Okay, that is fair. That's correct. I'm I'm honestly looking at 78 to 82 is my window. Okay. It's a little lower than that, actually. It's 71. Okay, 71. So, so that's I think not the, crazy. That's, it's not super good. Like two points down and you're looking at six out of 10. High sixes. Yeah. So like... 71 for comparison this is like the score i expect stalker games to get and those are pretty buggy so it probably has some issues (laughs) um it could also just be like the duration of the experience or or some other things but or maybe just everyone was really skeeved out (laughs) they're just like ah i bought the game when i shouldn't have (laughs) i've learned to try and not judge things too much on duration of experience But yeah, like I, the trailer we'll for it really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to watch somebody play it because uh-huh. anytime like HR Geiger design comes up, I'm like, oh, it's so cool because mm-hmm. it's literally so foreign and alien to where you're accustomed to, which is why like he's the person who like pioneered that idea. And then those types of designs get interwoven into other fantasy things. Mm. It's just it's a cool idea and concept when somebody first thinks of it and you're like, oh, I like that. I would like to see that in things. But for me to pay and play through that, nah. Not at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. So I agree. We'll have to chip in, make Ian play through it in Discord. We'll all be uncomfortable by the end, probably. I also wanted to make him play Harvester. Hmm. I heard about this. Did you? Are you the one that told me about this? I might have mentioned it briefly because uh, I was watching like an older Oni plays of like a Halloween type thing, mm-hmm. and it's like an old point-click adventure type game, but it's all so fucking weird and inappropriate yeah. and creepy. Um, <laughs> this this game has gore, violent, and nudity tags that force you to. <laughs> to um specify your age when you check it on steam i did not know about you nudity because i was watching it on youtube (laughs) (laughs) yeah their tagline is the most violent adventure game of all time comes to steam (laughs) but it seems very much in the realm of a what's the term i want to say cult classic Uh uh-huh but it de- definitely seems like it has its own following. Like, oh, did you guys fucking play Arbister? Yeah, I remember that game. Gotcha. Type vibe to it. It apparently originally came out in 1996. Uh-huh. So that is 
I was very small. <laughs> it's a long time ago. That could be fun, though. I think forcing people to play point and click, weird point and click adventure games there. That should be the thing. We should have a um, a uh, video game theater night or some sort of event like Ooh. that where it's just like, Ooh, yes, you got to make people play this game. It can't just be whatever they want to play. It's got to be something else. You have to have a victim and an audience. And the exactly. victim is forced to play the game for the audience. Uh-huh. That should actually be their role, too. Like, that should be capital V victim. It's like, if you volunteer to be a victim, then, like, just brand it as such. There's no misinterpretation. Um, that could be good. I'm I'm sad that October is almost over. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've missed the pure the pure goodness window for you just that. do it in November. Yeah. November <laughs> is a shoe-in month. So nothing goes on in November. The uh, hey, we don't give a fuck about Thanksgiving. It's still Halloween, bitch. Uh, uh-huh. Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if everyone else is like having Christmas bleed in like starting October second, then I feel like we can we can celebrate October and November still. I'm That'll liking this idea. Let's see. Now I can cite back to this when mm-hmm. you're like, I never said that. <laughs> right that's bold of you to assume that this will ever be posted <laughs> to the internet yeah <laughs> um let's see there's uh two other ones i wanted to mention quickly uh mountain blade 2 banner lord uh was leaving early access i think it was there for two years I think it was in early access for two years i picked it up when it came out really good game um you have to like mountain blade type games but if you do really good game and you already own it mount um, and blade for anybody listening Yes, it does. I guess it sounds like I'm saying Mountain Blade. I feel like that's its own meme because of how many people say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a great name. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that, that one's cool. And I will have to see what they've actually changed. I know it's a lot and it's a very moddable game, but I'm concerned it's one of the ones that could eat time. So I'm just pretending it doesn't exist for now. Um, for fans of Call of Duty... Yo, bro. Ever since, up? ever since it uh, made that jump to modern times, um, I'm sure everyone remembers the recent release, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, they're apparently releasing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 tomorrow, as of this recording. So in the past, when you guys listen to this. For how much? I don't know. It's probably full price. Um, I'm pretty sure this is their remake like they're changing mechanics and they're doing a bunch of stuff with it because if you guys recall there was a bunch of issues with Modern Warfare 2 from Yo, a balance get the perspective fuck out. <laughs> guess guess wait guess how much money it is yeah I mean I'm hoping not 70 and I'm hoping not 60 is it one of those it's 70 babe oh my gosh and yeah, it's not that's... even like, hey, here's the collector's edition type thing. It's just like, hey, do you want to purchase this pre-purchase? It's 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't have as m- enough incentive to like buy triple or buy uh, buy indie, um, I think that's the way it's starting to go. Some of these companies are trying to push 70 more as the new norm. Because I remember. Get the fuck out of here. Those olden days. Um, as someone when who played on was a PC, the top, top. yeah, fifty was 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 the top for PC. Consoles paid, I think, ten more, and they said it was because of like royalty fees. Um, 
And then they're like, oh, let's just standardize on 60. Everybody pays 60, pay 60 now. It's like, what about 70? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just make everybody. It's digital. It's like a digital distribution. Why am I paying six, like $70 for this? Um, In the distance, you can hear some Australians screaming. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a $3,000 video game for them there for some reason. And it's censored. <laughs> There's no violence in their modern warfare. But I don't know. I, I know very little about it. I had fond, fond memories with it back in the day. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the games I played back in college era would have been running gun type shooters, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not paying 70 bucks for this again. Because also, not. even though it is a triple A game, I'm gonna bet you money it has some mm-hmm. fucking issues. Oh yeah, I'm gonna wait for the donkey video of all the bugs. Oh yeah, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. A game as big as Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, this is also the one too. I mean, like, yeah, Modern Warfare. Uh, so Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, was the original title of the previous game, right? But like. That one was big, but two, two is really when they absolutely locked in the formula. Like I played so much Modern Warfare 2. Um, that was so. a big one. Yeah, $70, too much money. Um, but, you know, that's an Activision company. Ba-dum-bum. That seems to be the recurring underlying current in this episode. Um, so that one's fun. That was the last game. If you wanted free games, uh, the two that are going to be free on Epic Games Store until I think Thursday after this episode comes out are something called Saturnalia, which is like a horror game. It looks like kind of pixel based. It was kind of interesting. I picked it up because it was free and freaking Warhammer 40k Mechanicus, the full game also there which i really recommend if you're a fan of like xcom um, i picked it up warhammer universe is interesting again mm-hmm. it is free which is a great incentive but also the fucking soundtrack slaps oh my god it's so it's good so, i consistently so good. put um i forget the name of the track it's like children like of the omnissiah see this guy fucking knows uh-huh, i will yeah. consistently put that on halloween playlists consistently it's so, it's so freaking good but yeah uh, check it out it's literally free uh you just have to have an epic account to access their client and mm-hmm. again i'm not like a huge epic stand by any means but if you can get free games at literally no anti-benefit to you mm-hmm. check it out oh yeah i think i've i don't know if i've ever actually bought a game on epic maybe once no i did satisfactory I think it was the one game I've purchased. And I have like 20 games and I don't even pick up games most of the free weeks. <laughs> so like Hades? I don't know. Uh, yes, I also bought Hades. You're correct. Hades was Epic exclusive for the first year. Yep. I bought it on both. No regrets. Definitely worth it. Um, but yeah. That's the gaming in October. Hopefully... You guys are not too frightened by the prices. That's why we talk about the free games at the end. Something to latch on to. I like the Halloween tie and you're like, not too too spooked. 
Yeah. Um, but hopefully you guys are staying safe this Halloween. Don't get hit by cars. Apparently there's a high probability of that literally on Halloween. So, you know, don't do that. Um, and otherwise, I mean, it makes sense. There's kids walking all over on the street. It's like, why are kids still getting hit by cars? <laughs> it's like, well, hmm. I mean, we do have them go out on the street at nighttime in dark costumes. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. That's it. That's the episode. Any words of wisdom? Um, it will be Halloween shortly. Enjoy the season. Again, this is the best holiday because it's just a time to like hang out with friends and mm. appreciate autumnal things. Not have to deal with any family or anything. Uh, also, excuse to eat candy if that's your bag. Yeah. So just hey, a bunch of candy. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been watching Jake eat candy the whole episode. <laughs> Mute button's very useful. Yeah, just have a good time with it. Uh, enjoy the season while it's here. Uh, don't go too crazy, but maybe make a, a nice memory for yourself first. Fun story to tell later. Hmm. I like that. It's good advice. Um, well, if you guys have any good advice or uh, your crazy, kooky Halloween stories, feel free to send those into soapsonpodcast at gmail.com or you can recommend a Halloween spooky game for us on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good nightmare. Mm-hmm.